What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 60 of the podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always. Two weeks in a row, boys and girls. Three weeks in a three? row. Three? Oh, three weeks uh-huh. in a row. By God, the trilogy is complete here with Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And Pixelpar. Hey, guys. Oh, I caught you right mid-coffee Yeah, gulp. I was mid-sip. There's a juicy coffee gulp in that recording now. Mm. <laughs> what was that, Steve? I said, and he had a go at you for the lip smacks. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> so welcome back to the show if this is your first time joining us this is the podcast lootpots.com's weekly nintendo podcast where every week we get together to talk about nintendo and uh nintendo so uh before we kick it off by talking about what we're playing this week i'm gonna let you know real quick where you guys can find and support the show if you want to get us all across the web we are the podcast wherever your podcasts are sold if there's somewhere that you get your podcast where we're not let us know and we'll make sure to get there if you want to connect with some of the other content we're doing you can head over to lootpots.com to check out our news and reviews you can head over to our youtube channel or our twitch channel to check out some of our video content uh, and if you want to connect, you can go join our Discord where we've got a thriving community of Nintendo nerds just like you uh, that is out there every day talking about, you know, what's going on, news and leaks, trying to prognosticate when this direct is coming. So uh, if that sounds like something you want to get in on, we hope you'll come there and chat with us because the three of us are in that chat all the time. And uh, last but not least, if you want to get your thoughts right on the air, you can hit us up over on that aforementioned Discord. Or write into me at Pete at Lupots.com, just like some of the fine folks in our mailbag did. And, uh, you know, you can you can have a dialogue with us. So that's enough shilling. Oh, wait, no, sorry. The last one where we actually ask for money. Go to Patreon.com slash if you want to really support us to help keep the mics on. And uh, you can get access to our Patreon exclusive show After Dark at the $5 level where we talk about um, bears and life and sometimes The Witcher. It's a good show. You should check it out. Okay, so now... You guys were both terrible and did nothing. I have been mm-hmm. I've been playing eight ball pool on my phone, so you know what, It's the height of gaming. Really <laughs> and Pixel, you've watched Witcher on Netflix again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple of times. Great. How have you watched it that much? <laughs> I've watched it four times. <laughs> Why? There's nothing else good on at the moment. Name another good thing that's recent. Uh, I don't know what you've seen. Uh, yeah. Most things. Just name something. I'll tell you if I've seen okay. it. And if it's... Um, I've enjoyed The Morning Show on Apple TV. I don't Nobody Apple has TV, Apple so. TV. Some people have <laughs> what about What about that Star Wars show with Baby Yoda? Oh, you guys don't have that yet, right? We don't have that yet. Mandalorian? Soon, though. <laughs> don't, uh, don't encourage crime, Steve. I've said nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad. I mm-hmm. hope you enjoyed your fourth uh, rewatch of The Witcher. Go check out our Witcher review on After Dark. Uh, I finally played some Witcher 3, though. Holy shit. I did it. I know. What? So, you got you got any questions? When did you or? get to? Why didn't you say some Witcher 3? Do you have proof? Some? Actually, I'm going to go back a step. Do you have proof you've played it? You could look at... We're friends on the Switch, Pixel. <laughs> Oh, okay. You can go check. There's there's literally a digital uh, tag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Just checking. Uh, yeah, no. I, so I'm I'm I I haven't gotten very far. You know, I I'm still I'm playing that um that kind of first major story mission where like I'm looking for Yen and now I'm hunting the Griffin, which is like the first big monster hunt. So like. I'm not super far. I played it on my flight, and I played it for, like, another hour over the last, like, two nights or so, probably. So I'm probably, like, an hour and 45 minutes in, maybe. 
I played a lot of Gwent. I played like three or four rounds of Gwent. Oh, really? Because I was like, this is fun. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, have you done the, any of the like side missions yet? Like found that person's frying pan and done the like uh, ghosty person that's walking around the well? Yes. Um, I didn't do either of those. I did another one where there was a merchant who... What was going on with him? Well, I somehow failed that mission. He was by the side of the thing. And he had to go find his car or something, right? Yeah. Yes. It, it glitched out, and I got attacked by some guards, and then it said I failed the mission because the guy died. Oh, Were you stealing him? No, I wasn't stealing. I was like trying to attack him or something because he said he was like a liar. He was lying, basically. He did something with the car. Or I think he murdered someone, right? Yeah. Did you find the car? Yeah, that was yeah, the I thing. Found the car. I found the person. I went back to confront him and say, I found the car. There's a dead body next to it. What are you playing at? Whatever. Yeah. And um, then it failed. The mission suddenly failed. It glitched out. Yeah, I couldn't remember. That was the thing. He's like, oh, like this monster attacked my cart and ate my horse. And then you go and find the guy who was riding the cart with an arrow through his yeah. neck. And it's like, um... <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> Maybe he fell onto the arrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, assumptions. <laughs> so yeah, I've done like one or two side quests, and I'm you know working on killing this griffin. So it's going, you know. I, I find the side quests a lot more enjoyable than the main ones. I think they can be really fun. Some of them. The best storyline in The Witcher Three is a side quest, and it's epic. Okay. Okay. So should I play every side quest? How do you, how do you what's the deal with this game? Do I do everyone? How does like how do I pick and choose? <sighs> you, I don't know. You just 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 do them. You know, just if you come across something, if it sounds interesting, go do it. Right. If it doesn't, you know. Fair enough. There's treasure hunts and stuff in the game as well, which are definitely worth doing. Why? Because you get good gear. So I'm gonna. It's not really a spoiler, but there's different sets of Witcher gear in the game. Okay. And most of them are behind a treasure hunt quest. And it's a bit of a scavenger oh. quest. All right. So I didn't know that. I haven't found those yet. Yeah. How are you finding the game in, in general, Pete? Like, are you used to his movements now? No, I, and I still don't really like it. Um, and that's that's okay. the thing that I kind of called out in terms of, like, what really was a barrier for me with The Witcher 2 and then, like, didn't incentivize me to want to play more than the very, very tiny amount of my <laughs> friend's game I played of 3. It's just, like, I, it feels clunky. Like... I feel like I'm steering a ship or driving a bus, yeah. you know, where it's like I move and then he moves. I move and then he moves. And I tried switching to the alternate controls that Pixel told me about. And the only thing that I'm really noticing is different is that now it says B is select and A is back. And that's just messing with my brain. <laughs> so uh, I think I think I'll probably get used to it, but it still feels a little off. And I have noticed a few glitches in my time already where, like, I was doing the fighting tutorial and it stopped giving me prompts. Yeah, I had the same issue because I'd, I'd already, I went ahead of the prompts, right? So I did some, I did the next thing and then it wouldn't, like, do it. So I had to restart my save before I did the thing. Yeah, I had to do the same thing. And I, I got to the part where it was teaching you how to use the powers and he wouldn't attack me. So I was like... Uh-huh. I have the exact same okay. issue. Okay. I, and I was like, I guess this is a glitch, refreshed, and it was just like, oh, yeah, no, this is definitely a glitch. And then when the tutorial was over, and it goes to the big cut scene of uh, Yasker, whatever his actual name, Dandelion, is, like, talking about, he's, like, setting the stage or whatever, and the game, like, hard-locked and, and kicked me out, and I was just like, oh, okay, like, shoot, 
so like I've had a few issues in the tutorial, but since I got into the open game, I haven't really noticed any major glitches or anything except for Roach just <laughs> showing up places. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Roach. So it much. was really funny because I had a situation where uh, I was walking past a stable. And I called him, and he just, like, his head just, like, popped out of the stable. The the thing that's driving me crazy is a couple goofy things like that have happened, and I've wanted to save the video, and for some reason, you well, like, yeah, you can't save video on Switch. Yeah, it's because oh, really? they, yeah. they use the extra, a little bit of RAM. Oh, okay. The same as mm. they've disabled it on Fortnite. It's a bummer. You have to get through the main game first, but in the DLC, there's a really, really good quest that centers around Roach. I like how in the Ultimate Edition they give you the option to just play the DLC. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, did you do the emulated Witcher Two save, which I have no idea what it is. No, I said, I said, I said yeah, no sure. because since I hadn't played Witcher Two, like I figured it was going to be referencing a bunch of stuff I didn't know. Yeah, it just makes references to a few things that happened in the storyline into. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe it's, it's not really important. Um, Nothing like the Butcher of Blaviken. You know that one. I know. I know that story. Mm-hmm. Now you know that one. Yeah. Was that on the Netflix? Yeah, show? yeah. Okay, right. Should I should I watch the Netflix show before I play this, or alongside it, or should I wait to play the game and then go back and watch? The I show? think you could do either. Like, cause I I watched it first, and it definitely is like somewhat informative. You know, like especially if you aren't familiar with the characters or the world. Um, cause like they're, they've referenced stuff like um, you know how there's like the whole war with uh, Nifelgard. Heim? Niflgard. Nilfgaard. Nilfgaard. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Niflheim is from... <laughs> Niflheim. That, well, that was in God of War. Yeah, um, yeah so Nilfgaard, like, that whole setup of that conflict is is explored in the show. And, like, the, the king who got killed, Voltest, like, he's in the show. Spoilers. No, that's, like, in the beginning of... I've only an hour into the <laughs> game. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> the king's already dead when you start playing. Uh, so it's like there's like stuff like that or like I've got to say I don't like the Nilfgaard I don't know if I meant to dislike I don't them. I don't particularly care for them I don't, I don't uh, think anyone likes them I helped some I helped somebody screw them over in one of my side quests they like stole something from them and then like I I, I was just like just take it because they were like, I'm fighting for a free north. And I was like, yeah, that's legit. Oh, yeah, I did the yeah, same, cool. I think. It was like, you could have reported them. And I was like, nah, I, can't yeah, I was like, forget that. <laughs> you haven't got out of um, White Orchard, right? That's what it's called, right, Pix? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. You haven't got out of that I don't yet. think okay. so. No, you can't have because you haven't done the Griffin. Okay. No, you're, st- you're still very much in tutorial yeah. stages yeah. of the game. That's how it feels. Like, I feel like now they're going to teach me how to do a real monster hunt and then... I guess I'll be Honestly, free. I didn't find the Griffin mission that challenging or that enjoyable. It was like kind of like, meh, okay. The one with the, um, I, I don't know the name of the thing, but like the ghosty woman that's ran the well and you have to yes. kind of figure it all out yourself. That's way more enjoyable because you kind of have to figure it all out. That's what 99% of the quests are like in The Witcher. It's mm. just that initial Griffin one's basically teaching you that you can see what weaknesses something has. You should prepare beforehand. Yeah. And, you know, you can use a crossbow and your sword. Something I definitely appreciate is how much control it gives you in the options menu. Like, um, like something stupid that I was able to do was, like, I hated The Witcher vision. And there's an, there's <laughs> an option to turn off the fisheye lens. And I was like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think probably the fisheye lens effect is just not very good on the Switch, and it's probably better on PC. I mean, it might be, I, I but I just, like, that's something in general in games I just don't like. Like, like I always turn off motion blur, 
because it's just like yeah. this isn't yeah. achieving anything. You're just disorienting me, you know, like yeah. or or making the game look like shit. Like I would rather be able to swing the camera and see what's fucking happening, you know. The other thing I I, I always like being able to turn off is head bob because in some games it can really make me feel a little bit sick mm-hmm. when it's like bobbing a little bit too much. Oh man, it's funny. Um, I know, I know. The main headline here is Witcher 3, but uh, I, I I mentioned on After Dark, at least, and I went to go visit my family this week, and one of the things I was doing, uh, my, my cousin's son uh, has an Oculus, and I was playing uh, Beat Saber, which is really fun, oh, nice. by the way. One, maybe the me- best VR experience I've had. Brought to you by Facebook. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, not the game, just <laughs> Oculus. Uh, no, the game's owned by Facebook. Is it? It's an Oculus game? Yeah, yeah. they bought the studio. Oh. Yeah, they probably scanned your retinas while you were playing it. Shit, I mean, for, in exchange for Beat Saber, I think I'd be willing to do that. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, but, so we were, like, taking turns, right? So, like, he was showing me, like, how good he is at, like, expert or whatever. And there's nothing more disorienting than watching someone play VR and seeing how their head, like, is shaking. I was, like, getting a headache from watching him play more than oh, I was God, doing it yeah. myself. <laughs> so weird. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm playing Witcher 3. Um, everybody can stop fucking harassing me now. I played it, okay? No, because if you don't you play anymore... You played it. You dipped into it. I said I liked it. I'm going to keep playing. I'm not out. I know. I can see you getting really absorbed in it. I'm playing this until Animal Crossing comes out, and then My, I know I'm never coming back to it. I'm afraid that's going to happen, but we'll see. It's definitely Because right now, my move is I'm playing, like, Outer Worlds is the game I'm playing, like, on my TV, and when I, like, get in bed and I'm winding down, I've been playing The Witcher for, you know, like, a half hour or whatever. Um, I, I can't, I, I find this a game I can't play for half an hour. Like if I if I only have half if I know I only have half an hour, there's no way I'm booting The Witcher up. I played like, like eight hour stints. Yeah, when I, I need like two. I need like two to three hours to like really commit to actually getting somewhere in a quest because half an hour just feels like you're getting nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm mm. sure that would be preferable, but you know that's how I'm playing it right now. And maybe once mm-hmm. it sucks me in, I'll jump into it a little bit more. But my goal is to play like at least like 20 hours of it just to like really get a taste of it and kind of judge how I feel about it from there. Like if I'm if I get that far in and I'm not in it, then, you know, it's probably just not for me. But I think if you get probably like six hours into it and you're not enjoying it, you should probably stop. Okay. Because after six hours, as long as you're making progress through the game, you should be hitting some of the major beats that drew me in anyway. I mean, like, there's definitely stuff about it I like already. It's it's really the biggest thing is I don't like the way it plays. Like, I don't love the moment-to-moment gameplay, and that is tough, you know? Like, am I really going to want to commit to playing, like, 200 hours of a game where I'm not super enjoying the way it feels? But... Is it just the, the clunkiness of moving Garrett? Yeah. Because, like, the combat, I don't mind. Like, I... I, oh, I, I really think you'll get past the movement. Yeah. Then, yeah. Because you just... It, after you've played a, uh, a while, you're just like, oh, this is just how he moves. Yeah, I, I just and need to get maybe, used to it. Maybe it's, like, really obvious to you because you play in other games at the same time. Like, you play in the Outer mm-hmm. Worlds and they probably move, like, normal characters. Yeah. But I found that he kind of moves in the same way as, like... Um, characters in dark souls so like when i played some of the dark souls port on switch it kind of moves in a very similar way like it's, it's... A, you can call it clunky but i i personally think it's a more realistic way of a human moving rather than because a lot of video games characters are really nimble and they can like basically turn on the spot yeah it's a bit 
so I'm of two minds there. Uh, when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, there was this really, really great piece. I think I've referenced it on this show by Film Crit Hulk. And it's this it's it's like basically a novella how long it is about why the design in Red Dead Redemption 2 doesn't work. And uh, he said something in that that has always stuck with me where there are two ways to quote unquote make a video game realistic. And it's a to do what we're talking about right now. Right. Which is to make things cumbersome and like plotting and have that weight to them to make them feel quote unquote real or you make them natural feeling to your brain because like when i'm playing a video game and maybe it's just because this is how we've been taught to play but it's also i think like this is probably how it should be right think about how you feel about a game like in red dead redemption 2 when you're looting a chest and you have to or a uh you know an armoire and you have to watch him open it and pull every fucking drawer out and there's maybe one item in great that's more realistic Mm -hmm. quote unquote that doesn't make the game more fun or more enjoyable and I have to keep playing. I'm not trying to, like, criticize my chickens before they hatch. But I think that argument loses weight for me when it gets in the way of the game feeling good. You know, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense that Kratos can flip around in, like, a second if I push back X. But it makes combat a lot more fun. <laughs> uh, I actually enjoyed the movement in Witcher after about an hour. I was like, oh, like, now I'm used to it because it's different from what I was used to yeah. playing. It kind of felt natural to me. Okay. Um, I, I can totally understand why some people would hate it, because, you know... I'm down to be sold it is, on it. It is an ideal. You know, I'm down to have my mind changed about it, for sure. Um, I, I, I like it enough to keep playing. If you don't like it now, like, I don't, and you're playing other games alongside it, I don't think you're going to have a aha moment. I love this now. I think it's going to be a, you just forget about it, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah I forgot that was a problem. And that's fine. I'm, you know, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with a game having flaws or things that don't jive with you like if i can get past it i can get past it and i think i can because there's enough other elements in play that i'm enjoying steve what kind of skill tree have you gone down initially i'm curious honestly i haven't haven't really progressed to to that point but i i think i'm gonna focus more on the magic side of things more than anything else um like i've i've kind of unlocked one of each so far I've I've evened it out, but I think mm-hmm. now I'm getting further in. I think I'm gonna go more magic than anything else because the combat I'm terrible at. Like I'm terrible at parrying. I'm terrible at like any of that <laughs> stuff. So like if I can just have some magic, like burn them to death before they come anywhere near me, then then I'm fine that with works. that. Yeah, I I have I've gotten two. So because I, I think I'm level three now, and I just did both sword. I'm just like I'm just gonna hard commit. To make my oh, my heavy chops as powerful as possible and just try to cut people down. That that's exactly what I did, and then I leveled up like a few of the basic spells. Um, because once you get like, if you get all the way into the game, you'll probably be able to get quite far through two of them. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's some really really good sword moves in there, Pete. Once you get towards the bottom. Because yeah, what would you recommend then? You recommend going more swordy stuff? <sighs> I'd recommend getting at least you know the first few levels of the sword one. Okay. Towards the end of the skill tree in swords, there's a really, really good crowd control sword move, which once you get it, you're just going to spam the hell because <laughs> it's one, one, it's hilarious, and two, it's really effective. Yeah, I, I just figured like the sword is what you use the most, and like they even like make a point of saying in the beginning where it's like, ah, oh, yes, like a sword is a witcher's main form of combat, and I was like, okay, cool, so I'm going to level up the sword. 
How did you mm. find the fact that there's two swords, Pete? Because that really like was r- awkward for me to begin with, like deciding which one I'm going to pick. I always just went for the silver one because it looked more badass so than the other. I know that there's lore behind it. So it's like when you're when the when a witcher fights a monster they use a silver sword when they fight a human mm-hmm. or a, a non-human they use an iron sword. So I just I'm doing that whenever I'm fighting a monster mm-hmm. I'm pulling out silver. If I'm cutting down dudes at the bar, steals fu- just fine. <laughs> so you'd know that, Steve, if you watch Netflix. There you go. Well, you know what would be good Toss is if the game explained some of it to you, pixel. like the fact that. The, the whole meditation thing was just that really irritated me that it didn't want to explain that I could meditate to re- regain my health. It explains it. When? When is it explained? I don't know, but I know that you meditate by the fire. There's a. It was a prompt. I don't know. No. It was. I read it. Otherwise, I wouldn't know. I haven't done it yet. I I had to Google it. I was like, why is my health not regenerating? Maybe I just missed the prompt to come up, but... I played it on Monday. I promise you it was there. I know how meditation works, and I haven't done it. Because I remember it says on the harder difficulties, it doesn't do it either. And how would I know that? Oh, wow. And I was just there eating my baked apples and bread. Oh, you can cook the food? Well, I think I just bought them. Oh, okay. You can. Okay. I think you can. If you drop them on a fire, it will cook them. Oh, that's very Zelda. Interesting. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the thing. Okay. I, yeah. To be honest, you're going to stop using food very soon anyway. You just go, oh, yeah, now I can just make health potions. Cool. I, I've I've got the ability, but I can't figure out how to get those like amoeba things. I don't know amiibo? where they come from. So I need to f- they got amiibo in this game? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You have to collect all the amiibo. And, uh... <laughs> I'd, I'd rather do that than the Gwent cards, I think. Yeah, I, I skipped the Gwent stuff. I thought you liked collecting the cards. Maybe. Yeah, didn't you say that? No, I played one game of Gwent and never touched it again. Huh. Yeah, I I accidentally played a second one because I didn't realize <laughs> what the exclamation mark on his head was just he wanted to play Gwent. And it was really annoying me that there was an exclamation mark on my map. And so I went to go see what he wanted and all he wanted was a game of Gwent. And I was like, oh, It was funny oops. because, so like I said, I, I started playing it on my plane ride home and it was supposed to be an hour and a half flight and it ended up only being an hour. So, like, at around the hour mark, they're like, all right, we're preparing to land. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I guess I'll stop pushing the plot forward because it's, like, almost time to get done. So I was like, yeah. all right, I'll play another game of Gwent with this guy. And then, like, we hadn't landed yet. And I was like, all right, I'll play another game of Gwent. And then <laughs> we're on the ground. We're waiting to disembark. And I was like, you know what? I like this. I'm going to play another game of Gwent. I kind of want to go download the mobile. I kind of want to download the mobile version now. That it's just come out for Android, so you can you can probably. Pick I it know. Up. Yeah, I'm like kind of thinking about it. Like it, it's fun. Like I really like card games, you know. And it's like very simple, but there's good strategy to it, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of Gwent in The Witcher Three if you want to go down that route. So you know, I found it was crap until you got anywhere decent cards. Like I, I, everyone I played against had way better cards than I did. But once you beat them, you get one of their good cards. Do you really? Usually. You can also... So I haven't won a game of Gwent yet, so I have no idea. You can also buy cards yeah. from vendors. like the. I, yeah, I've seen yeah. that. But I don't want to waste my, my coins on them. I've been spending it on food. Now I know. I probably don't even need to oh do that. God. See, I just need, I just need like, Pixel to just teach me how to play this game for like, an At hour. The, fir- the, first, <laughs> um, the first shop that you go to when like you save the guy from the Griffin and he's like, oh, go to my cousin's yeah, inn yeah. or whatever... Uh, I spent like all of my money on the Gwent cards that she had, like all of it. I just was like, I had forty six gold afterwards. It was just like worth every penny. <laughs> I'll give you both a tip to get some money early on. 
um, I can't remember the name of the town. That first town you go to where you have the bar fight. Yeah. There's someone around the outside area there, I think, just looking for their brother. Their brother's gone missing. Yes. Yeah. Empty all the stuff you've got on you, sell it, whatever. Um, and then just go do that quest and you'll get to a battlefield. And there's oh, lots I did of... that. Yeah, I didn't hunt all the people, though, because I was busy. D- it doesn't matter. Them. Just go loot all the corpses. Okay. They all have swords and shields. Then you can go sell that stuff, uh, and then you got loads of I'll money. I have a coin to be mm-hmm. okay, to be tossed. Have to go back to White Orchard then. <laughs> Pixel, I feel like similar to Brown and Boring. I think we need to do a cover of Toss a Coin to Your Witcher called Toss a Coin to Your Pixel, and we'll use that. We could we'll do. use that to promote Patreon, <laughs> like a jingle. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way. Parker, if you listen. Oh, Parker! <laughs> Parker! Oh my God! I'm gonna. Oh my God! I'm call, I'm getting in touch with him right after this because he's gonna fucking nail that to the wall. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Commission. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's that's enough of that. I'm playing The Witcher. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it more. Uh, so let's let's hop right into the news. Wow, half an hour in and we haven't even touched any news. Wow. Okay. Yeah, right. We're slam dunking it this week, boys. Um, I know we were like, oh, do we have enough for the show this week? Of course we do. We can bullshit about thirty minutes for about anything, let alone the fact that I finally played The Witcher. Yeah, we just need you to talk about comic books, and that that always fills up thirty minutes. <laughs> Speaking of which, you read Watchmen yet? No, I haven't read The Watchmen right, yet. Well, no. Get on it, you know? Okay, okay. Did you know there's a Witcher comic book? Is it any good? I don't know. You Probably t- not. You, you, t- you tell me. You're the comic okay. book guy. I'll have to, I'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, kicking it into the news, the first item is a follow-up on a story we talked about last week where The Outer Worlds has been delayed for Nintendo Switch and it's now going to be released uh, on an actual cartridge. Woo-hoo. So um, the long and short of this is that it's interesting because Private Division announced that it was delayed due to the coronavirus, but they also have said that they like needed more time to finish it. So it's like it sounds like there was a medical concern that kind of exacerbated some last minute work that was already being done, you know, so it just sounds like a perfect storm of this release totally got screwed, you know, so they they pushed it back uh, a bit, and now we know that the physical cart that was supposed to come out on March 6th with nothing in the box um, is hey, going to actually... Hey, you got a code. It's not like they just gave you an empty box. <laughs> Pretty right. empty, though. Yeah. Yeah, so it was yeah. it was Virtuous um, Games or Virtuous Studio or whatever that's handled in the port for the Switch, and they're yes, based in you. China, so the whole studio's been shut for a few weeks now. Well, they've they've the got like eight... They've got like eight offices and like half of them are in China. And so a lot of it's been closed, so they haven't even been able to work on the game. So I'd imagine yeah. a lot of it is they haven't been able to kind of finalize it and get the version, the last, latest version over to Nintendo for approval. And because of that, too, we don't even like have an updated release date because there's really no way to know when the quarantine is going to end, you know? So mm-hmm. it's interesting because. Um... The whole code in the box thing must have been like just a last minute decision to get it out as fast yeah. as possible. And now we now they know that their schedule is screwed anyway. They've gone fine. We'll just we'll take our time and do a cart as well. Then. I'm I'm yeah. very happy. I mean, I'm not happy that this is happening. You know, and like no. absolutely, like our thoughts are with the people over at Virtuous. Like I hope they are all staying healthy and safe. But uh, yeah, I, I, this does kind of seem like a good thing because obviously people were upset about the cart thing. And more time mm-hmm. to polish 
a port is never a bad thing. So ultimately, we'll probably get a better version of the game because of this. So, I mean, to me, as, as long as, you know, this doesn't hurt anybody at Virtuous in terms of, like, their health or, like, the studio's ability to stay in business because obviously they need to keep working. I think it'll be, mm-hmm. a, you know, overall probably a good thing for us as consumers. So, yeah, best of luck to everybody over there. Stay safe. And and neither of you are still picking up on Switch. I didn't say that. I might... I thought you were just playing it on Xbox. And I'm, pl- I'm playing it on PS4, P- PS4 but I, I said when we talked about it last week that I... This is a game I would definitely consider picking up on Switch if the port is good and I can get it, like, maybe on a sale because it's a game that has... Mm-hmm basically limitless permeations in terms of how you can build your character and how that affects dialogue options and stuff. So I've been really, really enjoying playing my character as like a brainy scientist type, but it would also be fun to just be like, you can make your character an idiot, you know, and it would be hilarious to just be like a Nimrod and run around with like a two-handed weapon and just bash people in the head, you know, or to be like, I'm going to be overtly a bad guy and like try to side with the corporations and see what happens. And, you know, so like there are definitely other versions of the story I'd love to screw around with and see what happens. So I could totally see myself returning to it at some point on Switch because I probably won't play it again on PS4. But but not for six. Probably not. No, you know. Uh, at least not at launch, right? Like, I could definitely see myself, you know, picking up at some point. Yeah, I don't think I will. I'm, I'm going to play it on PS4. Once I'm done, there'll probably be another game out that I want to play. So. Yeah. It, it's not... Like, I don't want to add more yeah, to my Bre- backlog. Breath of the Wild 2. We know it's coming soon because we saw your tease on Twitter, oh, right? Jesus, so. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I explicitly have to state things aren't hints now. Like, That's my life. It's like almost nothing I tweet is a hit. I just, I love it because Ram called it out in our, our Slack the other day uh, where they were like, Pixel can't tweet anything without ending up on Reset Era. Yeah. <laughs> that went on Reset Era as well. Well-known leaker Pixel Par. <laughs> Jesus, it hasn't leaked anything in about two years. Good Lord. Jeez. All right, so moving right along. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online has four more classic Super Nintendo slash uh, Nintendo, or yeah, NES titles. Snaz, Snaz. Yeah, coming on uh, the 19th. Uh, only, I don't know that I would call them classics. I don't know what any of these games are. And no, I'm. You've never heard of Eliminator Boat Jewel? Or, uh. No. Poppin' Twin B. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like. Hey, you wouldn't have heard of Poppin' Twin B because it never came out in America. Oh, okay. Yeah. But even still, this is the a barrel and they've reached the bottom. And they're scraping away, and they're not finding this, any more gems. It's, not, it's not even that. They've got the barrel, and they're sticking their hands through the good stuff right to the bottom <laughs> straight away and going, right, let's get this out. Mm. Yeah, it's like, Chrono Trigger? Nah, Eliminator oh, yeah, I was literally going to say. <laughs> Smash tennis. Like, what are you... Come on, guys. You know, it's like... I, you know, I, I, At the end of the day, we're complaining about free games. They're not friggin' with paying a subscription. But, yeah, it's like, come on, guys. Like, spend some money and get something good on here. I think Shadow of the Ninja's supposed to be good. So, does that. That, see, excuse me, that I've actually heard of. That's the one game on this mm-hmm. list where I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I'm familiar. I don't know, though. It's, uh... What is this? Like, so it's been, like, one game a month, really, at this rate. Like, if you even it out since they announced the SNES stuff. Because it's been like four games every four months. It's not been particularly no. great. 
particularly when there's such a huge library of games on both of those consoles that mm. would be great to have access to and it's clear earthbound man just drop earthbound seriously like that's something that we would actually want to play and it's mm-hmm. frustrating to me because i feel like they kind of threw out you know i don't want to be crass but they kind of like blew their load in the beginning with all of the games that we actually care about and then now rather than spend the money to license games or give us the stuff like earthbound it feels like they're holding all on to all that stuff for a moment or you know they're too cheap to pay like capcom to put Mega Man 2 on this thing you know and it's like Come on, guys. I, I don't think they'll ever get Mega Man because you've got the Mega Man collection. I don't think Square wants to give them Chrono Trigger. And that so. really sucks because this is supposed to be a replacement for the virtual console, and it's just not. And I've defended it. I like the retro games. I don't mind the subscription to NSO with those as a pack-in, but come on, guys. Like You know the games that we want. Give us them. Don't give us smash smash tennis. That's what this we all want. Random stuff that we've never even heard of. You know, like come on, dude. When there are so many games that we do not like, Castlevania, Mega Man, Chrono Trigger, like so many other classic franchises that we would kill to have on this service. I don't know, man. Okay, so now that I'm all fired up, let's talk about something that makes me sad. Uh, the ESA, who are the people behind E3, have announced their, you know, the lineup for all of the publishers and, you know, and, and developers who are going to be there. And there, there was some hubbub originally because Nintendo, like, didn't appear to be on that initial list and people were freaking out that they were leaving E3 too. This was, like, hot off the news that Jeff Keighley wouldn't be there to produce the segment that he always does, which he's been doing for, like, 25 years or something like that or 20 years mm-hmm. so uh lots of lots of prognosticating about the end of e3 and nintendo not being there would have been a real nail in the coffin but hey guess what relax they're gonna be there we're fine everybody don't worry i i found it really odd that people were flipping out because they'd already confirmed they'd be there uh, yeah <laughs> i know i was like i was seeing all these headlines pop up and i was just thinking they've already said they'll be there it's like relax everyone yeah i don't know i i think it was like 50 percent panic because of the jeff news that had just dropped and then the other half is just mm-hmm. people trying to make news out of nothing like when it did you ever watch that e3 coliseum thing with jeff Keighley? like i never particularly found it i i, I would tune i would tune into it sometimes like in the background when i when like in between the big stuff but to me it's it's not so much that the coliseum is that important it's more that jeff not having faith yes. in the ESA, uh, a presence, you know, uh, yeah. for him to walk away from E3 after working on it for 20 years is like, ooh, geez, like that feels like a real vote of no confidence in the ESA, which yeah. is not surprising because as much as like <laughs> they doxed half of the people yeah, last year, half <laughs> more like all, uh, and <laughs> in general, like I'm not trying to throw shade right like i love e3 but i i feel like it's pretty clear that the last couple of years the esa has really been struggling to like run the show well you know like to not just evolve it but to not dox all of the journalists or like there was a situation that yeah you know, I, I talk about how i'm a fan of kind of funny and like they had a situation where they accused greg miller of like 
giving his pass to somebody and like we're gonna ban him from e3 and then like overturned it and all this stuff but it's like this is somebody who's like an industry veteran who like hosted things at e3 and it's like (laughs) maybe like talk to them before you're just like here we're gonna drop the ban hammer on you for a thing that absolutely didn't happen you know so it's like and you have multiple stories from people like this where there's been an issue or you know, like Sony backed out because they couldn't come to agreements with the ESA about how certain things should be handled. Like, <sighs> well, I also think Sony's got nothing to show I mean, this year until they want to announce the PS5, and I know they want to do that on their own terms rather than probably at the place where Microsoft's going to announce the yeah more details about the next. Yeah, Xbox. and I think there's something to that, but I know that there was scuttlebutt that part of the reason that they didn't come was because they had, they had a disagreement with the ESA. Um, so that's, you know, that's hearsay. But in general, it, it seems as though the ESA is struggling to keep E3 relevant and profitable. So, Well, I think they need to shift it to become more like PAX and become more of a fan thing. I know last year was the first time it opened up to the public. Or maybe the year before yeah, was yeah, the first before. time it opened up to the public. But make it more of a public event and where people can just go and try the latest oh, i think that's what they're doing you know now they're getting influencers and stuff in to like do like little bits and um i think they are like right now i think they're in the middle stages of taking it from a trade show you know that's what it originally was to being a consumer event yeah. and i think they've just lost track of everything during that transfer mm-hmm. over and that's what's going wrong well and it's funny because i'm glad you brought that up i was talking about that with uh, ed from the gamer delphia podcast who's been on the show a couple times and uh we were chatting about it privately yesterday and I actually don't think that's the right move. I really don't because E3 became a consumer event because it was struggling financially. And I think that if you shift away from the trade show angle and like more and more publishers lose interest because I think if it is just a consumer event, I don't know that there's a ton of reason for publishers to spend dozens and dozens of you know, thousands of dollars to but the publishers. The publishers attend packs, so why would they not attend? It's different E3? because I think that like it's it's a it's a lot smaller, right? Like a packs is smaller than an E three in general, and I think that when you look at it as the idea of a consumer show, so even even take that out of it, say all the publishers stick around, I still think that's a tough nut because packs works because packs is an organization that's all they do. Like, right? Like, PAX makes money because there's a PAX North, there's a PAX West, there's a PAX South, there's the board game one that they do in Philadelphia now, Unplugged. Like, PAX is a brand that has shows. And it's the same thing where when I was talking to Ed about it, he was saying, like, well, I don't know why they don't just do panels and make it more like Comic-Con, you know, and make it more of a a fan event Mm -hmm. that has a press angle to it. And I think that there's an argument to be made there, but then, like, at the same time, to do that, it requires spreading it out a little bit more and having more space and make, maybe making it longer, but that makes it more expensive. That doesn't necessarily mean it makes more money. And when there's only one event in one of the most expensive cities to throw an event, I don't know how well that works. I don't know that you make E3 profitable by being like, it's, it's a fan-focused event now because guess what? They're not that good at that. That's been the complaint among people who've paid to go. Is that like, yeah, like it was great to go because I want to go to E3, but there's not that much to do as a fan. But I think there's not much to do as a fan because at the moment the focus is split. It's split between we have to show all our new games to journalists who are here covering the event and we've just announced them. 
and also we've, we we want to let some consumers in to play those games as well. Like it was the first place to try Animal Crossing, for example. You know, all the demos were publicly accessible. There's just little, you know, little bits cut off for journalists to go and have their private bits mm-hmm. behind um, closed you know, doors. So, well, it wasn't even behind. It was just a second platform above the main one. All you can do at E3 is go to the terrible food vans that are there or play games. Like there's nothing else, and I think that's probably why people feel disappointed. Yeah, you need like a mix of you need like some stands so you can buy some merch. Right. You need some panels where you can go and, and see some of your favorite. Because like when Sony used to do their like PlayStation experience, yeah. for example, they would have it. You could go and you could play the games. You would see like a panel where they would be talking about The Last of Us Two. And then they see, also did a press conference. Uh, you could buy some like exclusive merch, and yeah, then they would do a press conference on top of that. And I think that's really kind of where E3 needs to go. They need to maybe take a leaf out of some of the other players' books and, and I, I guess maybe not 100% consumer focus, but you can still have it a little bit of both, but probably more focused on the consumer angle than what it was initially, which is we just want to get people to come here and yeah, buy Yeah, I mean, well, it was a trade show, right? And, like, it, it media used to be different, you know? So, like, I get why it needs to change and evolve. Um, I just don't really know what the path forward looks like. Because we talked about, like, may- like Pixel, you were saying, like, maybe it needs to be more of a digital event, you know, like, mm-hmm. and focus on that and have it be more like the Game Awards, you know? But then it's, like, the only revenue will come from ads. And Well, I think if they did it, so, like, they took the PAX approach, smaller, split-up, playable demos in different places, and then, you know, live stream, took some panels in there, that kind of thing, they could make it work. I just, I don't think they're going to hold, you know, that big E3 like they used to for much longer because it's a huge event with loads of people there but now there's like sony's not there that's like a massive chunk of the floor space has to be filled with something else it'd make more sense to do it as a digital thing with smaller venues that that i also wonder if like does that work though because like i i i do think if you make e3 like a, a brand in the way that pax is right where it's like there's e3 west and e3 east or whatever I think that makes the entire thing less interesting and less special. It, then it's just a PAX competitor. And PAX is better and has more experience at creating a video game, a consumer-focused video game event, you know? I think they need to look more at, like, Gamescom, for example, in Germany. And you see announcements there. It's a huge publicly accessible show where people pay to go and they get to see the panels. They get to... Um, go buy merch, they get to go to the Nintendo booth to get a first look at certain things. And that seems to be successful. Yeah. And I think that's run by the same company that runs PAX, if I'm not mistaken. I know it's made, it's by the same company that runs EGX. So I think Pop it's Reed. the same company as PAX. Oh, it's Readpop? I believe so, yeah. Readpop, Pop Read. Well, that, they're the ones that do Comic-Con. Oh, okay. So that makes sense why it's good. Um, and why mm-hmm. it's organized that way, because that's what Comic-Con is. Like, Comic-Con is very much a consumer-focused event where... There are major news announcements, you know? EGX is really good, and there's barely ever any news announcements there, but just in general, cool. it's a really fun event to go to. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I hope that I hope that E3 finds a path forward. Um, I hope I get to go to it before it's over forever. <laughs> so hopefully uh, we'll make it this year. Uh, all right, so let's jump into the mailbag. Um, so like I said at the top, if you want to get your questions right on the air like all these fine folks did, you can head over to our Discord or write to me at Pete at Lupots.com and uh, get your thoughts right on the air. So this first one comes from Cronius. What should Pixelpar have to draw and post on Twitter for also losing the general direct bet? You want to explain this one, Pixel? Yeah, so me and Cronus made a bet where we both chose a date 
well, a week that the director would air, a general one. Um, he's already lost. His week's been and gone. And my week was the week of the 13th, this week we're recording. Yeah. Or last week, if you're listening to the podcast now. And yeah, I haven't lost a bet yet. Yeah, you still you, you still, <coughs> you're still a play. play. He's jumped the gun a bit there. What? Yeah, but also you wouldn't have to, because you both would lose then, right? Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, his question doesn't really make sense, because, you know, he's lost, so therefore I don't have to draw anything <laughs> anyway. Loser! <laughs> Take that, Coronius. <laughs> uh, so this next one comes from Dareel Kip. Wendy, I don't think they've written in before, so thanks for writing in. Uh, when do you expect the first DLC fighter from Fighter Pass 2 to release, and who do you personally want it to be? My guess is sometime around E3. Yeah, yeah, that's my guess too. I'm I'm gonna say end of June. Yeah, uh, July. I, I I could maybe see it being like a and you can go download them today thing because Nintendo loves to do mm-hmm. that at E3, and a Smash DLC character I feel like would be easy get a pop. It's a slam dunk. Like, why not do it then? But I could also see it be something that comes, like, shortly thereafter. Like, that's when we get the reveal of... Kind of like with Byleth, where it's like, okay, here's who it is. They're in the game next week or two weeks from now. Who do you think it's going to (sighs) be? Who do I think it's going to be or who do I want it to be? Well, consider, like, say they do go for, like, an E3 timing. It's probably going to be a big character. Yeah. You know, what would your pick be? Uh, go for most realistic and most wanted. You can have two. Most points. wanted is Crash Bandicoot. I feel like he's the mascot character at this point that's missing from the fray. And I would love to get him in there. And then we have like a Sony rep as well. And then it's kind of like, all right, man, like the gang's all here. Um, who do I want it to be? Or who do I think it actually will be? <sighs> for a long time, I think I would have said Doom Guy because I. I thought that that had legs, but Doom Eternal coming out... He, he does have legs. He does literally have legs. Uh-huh. But Doom Eternal coming out so far before E3 makes me think that that doesn't necessarily make sense. And there was that news story where, like, the creator had been, like, had asked Nintendo and was like, yeah, like, we'll be in. Like, cool. So, like, is it still maybe on the table? I think so. Is that the one we get at E3? I'm not sure. And, like, aside from that, I don't really have, a, like, a strong inkling of who it could be because we don't know what big... Is that a hint, Pete? Is that a hint? Inkling. Did I tweet about inklings? <laughs> um, yeah, so the only other thing that really that I, that I have in mind is, like, maybe it's a Pokemon because there hasn't been an, okay. a new generation Pokemon rep and we have the DLC. Like that, that mythical one that's coming up, maybe. I, maybe. I don't know that it would be the mythical, but like I guess it could be because we have had like Mewtwo and Lucario. But I'm, I'm wondering if it's like a, you know, a, a Sword and Shield representative that will come out sometime around when that DLC is, is supposed to drop. Okay, I think that's a safe Because that's a summer release. So, yeah, could be. And it's, I think it comes out in June, which is right around the time that Steve and I are saying we think it'll happen. So Pokemon feels like a safe bet. There's some new Fire Emblem DLC as oh, well. Oh, so oh, Could be another right. Fire Emblem no, character. No, no. Yeah. And, and there's definitely not enough representation of Fire Emblem. In, um, not enough Brothers. sword boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Was that your most wanted or most realistic? <laughs> that's that's probably most most realistic. No, yeah. I I still want like um I still want Lara Croft Tomb Raider in there. I think um she would be really good, and I could see that there being alternate uh, alternate skins for like her being like, original PS One um Lara Croft Giant all the way up to like modern boots. day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, triangle tits and Uzis. Um. What would her ultimate be? Would it be like locking the butler in the freezer? Yeah, the butler needs to be in there. Like he pops up and like maybe he he's like the the I don't know what they're called spirit, spirit people ports. or whatever, and they come up and they're like yeah they come up and it like uh, it like helps her block things or whatever. That'd be cool. Uh, it, her uh, her final or her special could be that t- you remember that it's that tiger that you fight in like Tomb Raider two or whatever. Yes, oh, like the Tomb tiger Raider leaps yeah, and yeah. she like dives out of the way and it like leaps on somebody behind you. <laughs> that should be really cool. Uh, that would be fun. Uh, that could be like cool for strategy too, right? To like have a a, a, a mm-hmm. final smash, you have to aim backwards. That'd be neat. Um, but I also think we still haven't really got any Blizzard representation. And with Overwatch 2 potentially coming out, I can maybe see some Overwatch characters yeah, coming Tracer, into maybe. Um, Smash. Reaper, Tracer. Yeah, Probably Tracer. She's like the face of the brand. Yeah. What about you, Pixel? Most realistic. When? When? April-ish. Okay. Um, most realistic, I'd probably have to go with the um, Ring Fit Trainer. Oh, that would just be disappointing and sounds like exactly something we'd That's get. That's a good pick. Uh, most wanted, probably Crash. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking of the the final smash of of the ring fit person and just having that that horrifying <laughs> thing. Your sweat is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Your sweat is so shiny and beautiful. You're glistening. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I gotta pick that game back up, man. Okay, uh, so thanks for writing in, Drill Kit. Uh, this next one comes from Jarno on the Discord, who's this is another first-time writer, I believe. Uh, will we see a second Hey Pikmin game on Switch? How dare you, Jarno? How dare you? I know, right? Pixel is a man in crisis. <laughs> I think it would be hilarious if they did the, like... And there's one more thing, and they're like, the Pikmin characters came up, oh, and it's like, and it's a port of Hey Pikmin! It's not even going to be Pik- Hey Pikmin 2, it's just going to be a, a th- another That'd 3DS port. awful. <laughs> the same resolution and everything. Just see, just see your heart break. I was so disappointed oh. that that game wasn't good. I, I really wanted to like it. It was like a riff on Hey Pikachu, right? No, it was like, um, it was, it was like, a, like a platformer. Like it was like a okay. 2D kind of thing. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, it was not anything to write home about. Not Pikmin. No, right, that was the thing. Pretty pretty sure Rick Astley made it. <laughs> That's a deep cut. So, uh, we're going to do a thing here. But, uh, in, in okay. So, I think we talked about this last week. Asobi threatened to write in with 20 Pikmin questions, and I called his bluff. Well, he did it. But here's the real kicker. Because Asobi is Asobi, he also sent in a regular email. So I have three regular oh, questions God. from him and then 20 questions about Pikmin from Pixel. So let's answer his questions and we'll see how we'll see how many of these Pikmin questions we can get through. We'll have to quick fire them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We'll do like rapid fire. We'll, we'll, I think we could pull it off. Hey there, Pete, Steve, and Pixel. Hope you're all having a great show so far. Yeah, I think we have been having a great show so far. Thanks. Uh, Got some good Witcher in there. Yeah. 
Uh, here's my questions for this week. Do you think that Nintendo's pacing for directs is bad or the perception of Nintendo fans uh, just rotten with all those leaks and memes about – so is just rotten I guess is what is what you're asking. Is just rotten with all those leaks and memes about directs. Um, yeah, no. I think it's – I don't think it's Nintendo's fault. Like no uh, – like we have a ridiculous expectation for there to be directs all the time. When no other company delivers or disseminates news that way. Like, I get it. Directs are hype, and we like them, and we're excited about them. The fact that people are, like, legitimately angry or up in arms about it is, like, the most childish thing I've ever heard. I don't know. I think there's a pacing issue right now. Because Nintendo have got people used to having regular directs, and that's been a thing for, like, three years, four years. They could at least drop like a mini direct with some of the third party or indie games mixed in. I mean, didn't in, we you know, just have ago. an indie direct in like December? Mm, I can't remember to be honest. It's like not that long ago. But it's been uh, it's been a hundred and sixty two days since the last proper general direct. Okay, that's reasonable. I get it. That's a I long want time. another one, but it's like I, I say, relax, guys. We don't we, we don't know twenty twenty's lineup, and that's what annoys me. I'm I have nothing to look forward to yet. But I don't feel like I had anything to look forward to last year. Like, I was really looking forward to Animal Crossing last year. <laughs> and then they pushed it into 2020. And just I, I think that's kind of where I come down on it right now, where, like, I'm not bothered by this pacing. Because it's like, we. I feel like we had an indie direct in December. Somebody can correct me on that. But we also had the Pokemon one not that long ago. And I know you guys don't care about Pokemon as much as me, but it's like, that still counts. And... No, and we had the Smash one with uh, which wasn't a direct, but it was a stream from Sakurai. Um, telling us, a, yeah, telling us all about how what Fire right. Emblem so, was. And you know, that was so, great. those are just two DLC announcements, though. Like if Bioshock Bioshock hadn't leaked through the ratings board, I'd be very worried about 2020. But as soon as I know they've got you know a big game upcoming, I'm not. We've, I'm not we've as got worried. Metro coming at the end of this month. We on February 28th, Metro. The remastered versions launch on and Switch. Again, an, an Animal Crossing... Tomorrow, Darksiders Genesis launches Which on terrible. Valentine's Day. Well, it might be terrible, but it's still a big game. And Animal Crossing is in up. six you weeks. You like that kind of game, right? I'm considering yeah, it, yeah. Also. Yeah, Animal Crossing is the one. Right. You know, maybe they're just counting on people playing that for the rest of the year. Which is very likely. Well, the thing, I know they have other things. Like, we know they're going to make other announcements. We don't need to know all the details right now. Like, right now, they're focused on getting Animal Crossing out the door. You know? I want to know what's past March, you know? I, I do, too. It's weird that we haven't seen anything more about Animal Crossing. I thought we would have had a direct where they would have announced that really cool Switch. And we would have seen more about the game. And we would have would have got and on March 20th. You could They're going to delay it again, Steve. <sighs> don't. Please don't say imagine? that. Please don't say that. They must have already printed those cartridges. They're in a warehouse somewhere ready to go out. Piled next to Pikmin 3. Don't, don't troll me. <laughs> and the Metro yeah, and the Metro Prime's crew. <laughs> yeah. Just, just c- collecting dust at the back. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. It's funny because I, I really... I've been thinking for a while now that we weren't going to get an Animal Crossing Direct. Because, like, I just don't... And this was like the same conversation that we all had at, about E3, where it's like, oh, is Animal Crossing going to be the big game? And I'm like, no, because Animal Crossing is a big deal, but I also don't think Animal Crossing is a game that like previews very well. And I don't think... Yeah, well, what more can they tell you about exactly. it? Exactly. What more can they tell you about it that wouldn't be more fun for you to just figure out when you start playing the game? And aside from that, like, 
I think that the people who like Animal Crossing are already – they're going to buy Animal Crossing. They're going to buy it on the name alone. They don't yeah, need yeah. to be sold. There hasn't been a new Animal Crossing in like seven years. Like – Where has? What, the mobile? No, we got that um, Amiibo Festival game. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm happy Those do designer. not count. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I get being frustrated. It's been the longest gap we've ever had, I think, and – it's annoying, but yeah. like I don't, I don't think it's a pacing problem. I think, I think they're holding their cards close to their chest right now because of the way that certain things have played out. Hey, maybe they're holding on to the anniversary, and then they'll be like, "Hey, look, Switch Pro." <sighs> a man can dream. That's not far away, right? Yeah, it's That's March. It's right around the time that Animal Crossing comes out. Just saying. They, if they, I swear to God, if they drop a Switch Pro, then I'll be livid because I'm so close to clicking the buy button on that Animal Crossing <laughs> Switch. And if they've done that, just to get rid of the old units, or hey, that's what they used to do with 3DS. <laughs> I know it is. That's what they still do with 3DS. Uh-huh. Nintendo Switch's anniversary is on March 3rd. So okay, well we'll see. It's an interesting one. All right, number two. What are your thoughts on Nintendo's try to get into the mar- the mobile market so far? Do you like any of the games a lot? I don't like any of them a lot. I think that they're all... I don't like I any of them. I haven't played any of them. I enjoyed no, Pocket I Camp for what it was for a time, but it quickly lost my interest. I'm still upset that they killed off Mitomo, and I'm never going to forgive them again. So Mitomo was terrible. My girlfriend still does Mitomo impressions every now and again. <laughs> I don't even remember. You know how they've got that really high-pitched voice when they say your name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Haunting. <laughs> They they're making a fortune there. I think they made like a billion dollars off it, mainly because mm-hmm. of Fire Emblem. So they're making a lot of money yeah. off mobile. So that that been they're very successful. Fire Emblem Heroes is actually um, legitimately a good game too. Like I don't like the gotcha stuff, but like the actual gameplay is fun. It's the only game from the Fire Emblem franchise I've played. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I was actually the same way until Three Houses though. So. Uh, yeah, so I, my thoughts on it are I'm glad that they're doing it because it's been extremely financially successful and it doesn't seem to have impacted the way that they make regular games. So the idea that they can like take advantage of a market that doesn't really intersect with ours and make revenue that they wouldn't otherwise is awesome from a business perspective and it gives them the ability to take risks on things that we'll care about, you know, like, uh, and maybe these are bad examples, but like a Labo or like a Ring Fit Adventure are things that like if those flop and you're making a billion dollars on Fire Emblem Heroes, who cares? You know, like it, it, you're you're more free to be innovative when you have capital that you can work with. And Nintendo's on top right now. And the fact that they have this other like market that is like kind of booming is totally a good thing. They don't develop most of the games themselves anyway, do they? No. Just partner with... Um, they don't develop yeah. any of the The only themselves. one was Mario Run, which is the only one that mm-hmm. wasn't successful. I, no, no, I, I thought DNA was made Yeah, but, but Miyamoto and... Um, he may have helped yeah. design it, but he didn't, they didn't write any of <laughs> He themselves. just walked into the room and went, yeah, okay. Yes. That looks like Mario. <laughs> yeah, that looks and then good. Yes, out. that does look like Mario. <laughs> um, Can we make maybe make Peach a little bit more floaty when she comes there? Great job, guys. I'm going back to work on Pikmin now. <laughs> yes, said no one ever. They're not making it. Number three, what mobile game would you like to see from Nintendo? Doesn't have to be realistic. And the example that he gives is Super Smash Brothers Mobile. That would be horrible. God, 
I would love a Mario Party mobile game or a WarioWare game. I think they could that could work really well on on mobile. Like lots of touchscreen games for WarioWare. Same with with Mario Party. I think Mario Party is the kind of game that would would work well. Yeah, Mario Party would be a good one. I would love to see, and this this isn't realistic. So get ready. Um, I've talked about Pokemon Showdown before, which is the mm-hmm. competitive Pokemon communities like battle simulator. I think that should be a licensed app. I think Nintendo should pay them and like just roll it in and make it a real app because it's so good. And I totally think that like there would be a market for that to like as a way to get people into competitive, you know, um, and teach them kind of the ropes in some way. And like that could be the kind of thing that you're like paying for, you know, where it's like it's free to play and maybe there's ads or whatever. But, like, if you want to get rid of them, you can pay a premium price. Or there's, like, a tutorial that they've added where it's, like, this will actually teach you, like, how competitive works and how to build a team and do all that kind of stuff. And I think, like, that would be an ideal scenario in my mind. Yeah, that would work. I also don't really want many other games. Like, I don't really like mobile games. And I think the Pokemon battle system would work on mobile because all it is is turn-based. I play Pokemon Showdown on my phone all the time. That would be sweet. All right. So now for the main topic, Pixel. We have 20 Pikmin questions. I wish I had asked Parker to make a jingle for this. All right. (laughs) So my favorite part about this, right, is Asobi didn't just put this in an email. He just sent sent me a document. It's a document with a header. (laughs) Uh, So Uh. (laughs) this (laughs) – here you go, as promised. Hope this was worth it. Best, Asobi. <laughs> I hope it was too. Let's go. Let's start simple. What's your favorite Pikmin game? Pikmin, Pikmin 2, Pikmin 3, or Hey Pikmin? That's clearly Hey Pikmin. Is this how you're going to play it? I thought this was rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, fine. Pikmin 3, because I haven't played 1 and 2. Holy shit, you claim you're like the world's biggest Pikmin I've fan. I've never you said that. Played the originals. Played I have never, ever said that. Wow. What is your favorite kind of Pikmin? Red, yellow, blue, purple, white, rock, winged, Bulbman, Puffman, uh, the mushroom ones, uh, or last but not least, Olimar as a Pikmin from the bad ending of Pikmin 1. <laughs> yellow, because of the years. All right. I, I like the yellow ones, too. Yeah. I didn't know that Olimar could turn into a Pikmin. At the end of Pikmin 1? I, yeah, I did not know that that's either. Like, I only found out about the Mushroom Pikmin as well the other day when I was looking up Pikmin. That's some real body horror shit. Uh, who's your favorite playable leader from Pikmin 3? Alf, Brittany, or Charlie? Mm-hmm. Brittany? Brittany's a female one. You, you control three in Pikmin 3. Why is... I don't know. Like they're all kind of the same. Why is Brittany the just one that tools, stuck out to you? Tools to move Pikmin. <laughs> they're all just well, tools you know, to move Pikmin. <laughs> Uh, who's your favorite boss in the Pikmin games? Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have one, and I don't want to spoil any if people haven't played any. Okay. Uh, what are your favorite objects to collect in the Pikmin games? That's a weird question. I always liked I, I liked uh, when you would like find like like the bottle caps or just like random other like things that are like these to- you know. Crap. Just, just to put the world in perspective. Yeah, garbage from our world that is like this valuable mm-hmm. resource that is going to save a planet. <laughs> Do you not have an answer? Fruit. Okay, mm. fruit. What is your honest opinion of Hey Pikmin? I've not played it. Um, trash. Why, why haven't you played it? <laughs> That's my professional review from not playing Why haven't you played it? Because it looks like trash. Okay, fair enough. 
So that's that's your opinion. It looks like trash. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like trash. What kind of Pikmin merch do you own? Um, the my Nintendo Pikmin keyrings. That's it. Yeah, you know I'm like with merch keyrings only. Oh, and the amiibo. You have the amiibo. I have the hey, Pikmin amiibo. Which one? The Olimar one or the one of all three of them? No, no, the Olimar one's a Smash one. That's a Hey Pikmin. Okay, you have the Hey Pikmin. The one with. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I was going to say, I remember you asked me to find that for you, and I've still been looking for it. So apparently. I imported it it from Japan in the end. I actually still need it, so I'm going to keep my eye out. Where did I leave off? Oh, what merch would you like to see Nintendo make for a possible Pikmin 3 remaster or Pikmin 4? I'm going to cut you off and say keychains, because that's all you'd like. (laughs) No, I would love a, a really nicely designed Pikmin shirt. A lot of Nintendo merch is a bit. Yeah. yeah. And I've not seen a nice Pikmin shirt yet, so. The stuff they, they launched with Zami seems to be decent. Have you seen those? They did like the Yeah, Mario those ones are cool. The Zelda ones. Yeah, there's a couple of nice ones though. So I think if they did like a Pikmin collection. And have you seen the cushions they're doing for Animal Crossing? Oh my god, I'm so close to spending <laughs> I wanna, pounds I wanna I wanna buy cushions. so much Animal Crossing swag, it's gross. <laughs> Do you think that we'll see Pikmin 4 release in this generation slash on the Switch? Yes. Yeah. What additions would you like to see in a Pikmin 3 remaster? Online bingo battle. What additions would you like to see in Pikmin 4? Bigger worlds. More variety of enemies. Agreed. How obsessed are you actually with Pikmin? Have you ever thought about doing a Pikmin-themed YouTube channel, podcast, etc.? (laughs) No. (laughs) Dude, we should do a Pikmin podcast. But but this half of the podcast is pretty much a Pikmin podcast. I think we should do it. We could corner the market on a Pikmin podcast. Are you kidding me? There can't be one. What are you even going to talk about? There's been no news since like 2017. Whatever, man. Chewie's been doing... Hey, there's dedicated Zelda YouTubes. I was going to say. I've seen cover the same topic a hundred times and just go over it again and again and again and you know chewy has an entire podcast dedicated to animal crossing there hasn't been a new animal crossing since 2013 they have over 100 episodes they did it amiibo festival it doesn't count don't even don't don't (laughs) sully the good name of animal crossing Uh, Uh, yeah i know we don't need to remind ourselves i can't wait for you to boot it up when you get horizons and it just go to the amiibo festival splash screen (laughs) All right. Uh, What are your thoughts on a Pikmin mobile game? They could port a Pikmin, wouldn't bother me. That could. Oh shit! Imagine if that's what Pikmin Four shows up. A Pikmin mobile game could actually work pretty well. (laughs) Yeah, because touch screen would work for selecting Pikmin and. Yeah, directing them like I. You know what would actually be Uh cool? A, A Pikmin like tower defense would work really well on mobile. Like, you, move, you yeah, I, group and move the Pikmin did the you, same Did way. you ever get to play Bingo Battle? No. It was really fun. So it's like, have your own Pikmin team, and it'd be me versus you, for instance. And you'd play, and you'd have to collect specific things, and there was, like, a bingo board, so you'd have to get the strawberry, and that would mark that one off. And to win, you obviously had to, like, get bingo. Um, but you'd be constantly trying to prevent the other person from getting stuff, and you could attack their Pikmin with your Pikmin, try and steal an item their Pikmin was carrying. That sounds fun. Uh, that would be really fun on mobile. I could see, though, Pete, a clash of Pikmin working. And, like, the icon, you know, instead of a man with this really, like, shouty mouth, it would be, like, a Pikmin, like, shouting. What is it? Is it the, uh, pick, the blue ones Pikmin have the mouth? Warriors. So it would have to be a blue... The yeah, the blue ones all shouting. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Every time I see the yellow or red Pikmin, it makes me think of that, uh, I have no mouth, but I must scream. <laughs> the red Pikmin has a mouth. No. So does the yellow. Yeah. No, they have a nose. 
Yeah, the the uh, the red one looks like he's got a mouth. I'm pretty sure the yellow one has a mouth too. No, oh. no, the red one's. They only don't have mouths. So Each of them has one, one feature. The blue one has a mouth. The red one has a nose. The yellow ones have ears. And the white ones have scary yeah. red and eyes. The white ones are weird. And the purple ones are just fat. That's it. <laughs> well, that's just rude. No need to body shame the the purple. So they're not even second. fat. They're like beefy. Like they're they're strong as hell. <laughs> they're as strong as like five regular Pikmin or something. What's the rock one? I don't know. Is... They were in Pikmin three. Never touched them. What kind of Pikmin spinoffs would you like to see? None. Yeah, I, I would rather just see give me a proper Pikmin. Give me game. a Pikmin game before we worry about spinoffs. Are you a leader or a Pikmin? A leader, I guess. Yeah, Steve and I are just Pikmin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a whistle to call the other team members of loot pots whenever you need them? This is fifteen point five because he doesn't know how numbers yeah, work. It's at channel. <laughs> the yeah, it's good. At everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good at using Olimar in Smash? I don't really play Smash anymore. I'm not good. But I've really sucked when I tried to use him. I'm not good with him, but I love using him. <laughs> I use him a lot, even though he's not great. Uh, what was your first Pikmin game? Pikmin 3, you already said that. Do you own all Pikmin games physically? No, I don't own a single one physically anymore. <laughs> you, you got rid of your Wii U, right? Yeah. I don't hang on to old consoles. That's a shame. Pikmin 3 physical is like a collector's item, too. There's not that many. Yeah, but also it also got one of those Nintendo Select releases, they so did. you can pick it up for like a tenner. Yeah. Uh, you can find quite a lot of... Oh, really, Asobi? Okay. You can find quite a lot of Pikmin hentai on the internet. What are your thoughts about this? <laughs> I've never seen it, and I don't particularly want to. 19.5. What makes a Pikmin so sexy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and he sent a a link to a rule thirty four as proof. I don't need proof, Asobi. I'm gonna take your word for it on that one. Oh, the Pikmin logo in Japanese is so cool. It is really is it? cool, isn't it? What does it look like? Yeah. Just like Pikmin, but it's just really nice, like Japanese characters. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, that is really nice. That's really pleasing. So the Animal Crossing logo is so much better in Japanese. Oh, the Animal Crossing yeah. is way better. So is Pokemon. Pokemon is so much better in in, mm-hmm. in Japan, but I, I could just to see like a really tasteful T-shirt with just that Pikmin three or Pikmin logo, just in in the Japanese characters on the front. No one would really know what it was. Be cool though. You. And the like that flowery cool. mate like text. That'd be tasteful. Like Get on it, Pixel. Draw it up. Would you <laughs> Would you like to see this question? Would you like to see a Pikmin movie, anime, or any other kind of media like that be made? To be honest, the short animations that Miyamoto headed up yeah. for Pikmin were actually quite good. Yeah, I don't feel like you need much more than that. Like I don't no. I don't think like a series or something like that would be good. I'd love a game to be, you know, that detailed though. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh if a Pikmin movie was made and you were given the role as director and writer, what would the movie be about <laughs> and what special things would you do in the movie to make it stand out? Really grasping at straws at the end here, so we <laughs> uh-huh. I'd have to turn it down. What? You wouldn't even shoot the shot? I don't think I could even bear to make any movie. I would go insane. Because I'm I'm a perfectionist over stuff, and I I don't have that level of skill to make a movie. Mm, Fair enough. I think think what you would need is you need me as EP. Yeah. Like, you can direct, but I'm going to be the one to just eventually be like, look, it's done. Done is better than you can put my you can put my name on it, but Pete's doing the work. Oh, okay. So that sounds like that sounds about right. I'm familiar with that process. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> Relax. 
Uh, next thing, next thing, uh, we're going to get attacked on Twitter. Well-known leaker, Pixelpar. <laughs> Building his <laughs> brand off the backs of free work. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Sobi, thank you. I, You know what? You did it. And I'm impressed. Was that, was that all of them? Also, it wasn't 20. It was 23 because of your little sub-questions. So, mm-hmm. pat, pat you on the back. Pat you on the back. Good job, Sobi. You did it. All right. So if you want to write in with 20 weird questions to ask Pixelpar, please don't. Hit me up at, uh, <laughs> Pete at or come join us on the Discord. Uh, we always appreciate hearing from all of you guys. It's great to do the mailbag segment. So if you want your thoughts right on the next one, go hit us up uh, in those places. And before we head out, I'm going to plug all the things one more time. So, again, uh, visit us at loopots.com. Head over to the YouTube channel. Head over to the Twitch if you want to get all of our multimedia content. If you want to check out, um, you know, or sorry. If you want to support this show, like the episode, subscribe to the RSS. Let us know if there's somewhere you want a podcast where we're not, and we'll make sure to get there. And uh, go over to the Patreon, support us at that $5 level, get access to After Dark. Go listen to the last episode where I think Steve and I just talked about breakfast. Was that the last one? That was it. Petit déjeuner is what we spoke about. A little lunch. (laughs) I was so hungry editing that. so fired up. Oh, that was such a good episode. I'm starving. Yeah, I'm hungry. Oh, is that the one where we spoke about, like, last meals? No, that was... Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, and and I never got around to saying mine. But, you know, we'll we'll cover that. Next time we sit down for After Dark. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, on, on that note, I hope you all enjoy your last meals, and we'll catch you next week for another episode of the podcast.